Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go AU Fur. With me this week is Andy, GopherGuy05. Hello everybody. All right, so let's just get right into it, Andy. Uh, NFL Draft, um, and it's a draft that has the possibility of Rashad Bateman getting off the board uh, in the first round. Yeah, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Bateman has a chance to be the first gopher taken in the first round since Lawrence Maroney in 2006, so it, it, it's been a while. Um, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting because the, the mock drafts are honestly kind of all over on him. Um, you know, you have, uh, you have a couple of people, Peter King being one of them that, uh, have him potentially going as high as 20th overall to the bears. Um, and then there's a lot of people that have him sort of going in the late twenties, uh, Baltimore Ravens have been, has been a spot that he's been mocked to a couple of times. They now have two first round picks at, I think 27 and 31, uh, the Packers pick at 28. They've been a, a spot where a wide receiver might go and, and Bateman might fight, uh, find a home there. Um, but then there are several other people that have him, you know, falling out of the first round completely being more like the sixth or seventh wide receiver off the board and going sort of in the, in the mid thirties or early forties. So, um, it, it honestly will be one of those things where we'll have to, to wait and see, you know, I think, I think there's a legitimate chance, but a lot's going to play out on what happens in front of him. Um, if, you know, if, if some of the other wide receivers slip because uh, all the quarterbacks go in the top nine and and then the offensive tackles start flying off the board and, and you know, you can pick up uh, a Devonta Smith or, or somebody like that in the, in the late teens, uh, then obviously that's going to affect uh, where Bateman goes. But if they decide to make a wide receiver binge and, and the top three or four receivers are off in the low 20s, uh, then I think there's probably a, a pretty decent chance that, that Bateman will go in the in the late first round. So this is kind of a, a weird draft for Minnesota. Not that, you know, Minnesota has a history of having extremely heavy draft classes. It's kind of been uh, the most one of the most lamentable things of uh, the many, many, many drafts since basically the Glenn, Glenn Mason era. Um, you know, Jerry Kill had a couple of good draft classes, um, you know, PJ Flex working on, on building that up. But what makes this unique is if it's a big draft class for Minnesota, we're usually talking about a bunch of guys going in the third, fourth, fifth round, or maybe two or three guys going in the seventh round. You know, we're really only talking two go, uh, I'm sorry, and also UDFAs. Um, we're really only talking two gophers this year, uh, Rashad Bateman and Benjamin St. Just. Uh, you know, there just isn't anybody else who's, uh, declared everybody else came back or you know chose to end their career yeah i mean to, to give a, one shout out to, to flack i mean don't forget that the gophers did have five people drafted last year um oh yeah no. between between winfield tyler johnson carter coughlin uh kamal martin and then you know chris williamson williamson being the only one that didn't actually stick in the league for for the entire season so um you know that was a that was a pretty pretty good graphical last year but yeah uh you know with with the with the covid and everybody getting the extra year i mean you're right normally we would see 15 18 gopher seniors not coming back and of those 
you know, five, six, seven, having realistic professional football dreams, you know, a couple being drafted and a couple realizing, okay, they're probably not going to get drafted, uh, but, you know, they might be an undrafted free agent. Rodney Smith being a great example last year, you know, latching on even late. I mean, he was undrafted free agent, got cut in camp, and then got re-signed by Carolina, you know, midway through the season before playing the last five, six games of the year for the Panthers. So, um, but yeah, you know, we're going to have Bateman going either in the first or second round, and then you're going to have Benjamin St. Just, who, um, you know, I think if people thought right after he decided to declare he was going to probably be a later round pick, um, he went down to the Senior Bowl in, in Mobile and really, really blew up. Uh, he had some great practices, uh, really dominated some one-on-one drills against some quality receivers, and then and led uh, the national team that he played on in, in pass defenses in the game. So, um, and apparently he he really aced the interview portion as well with at least a couple of teams. So, um, you know, I think St. Juice stock is is definitely on the rise. Um, again. It's tough to tell because it's a weird year and and you don't know exactly who needs what, whatever. Um, But, I mean, I've seen some mock drafts with St. Juice going as high as the late second round. I think Mel Kuyper in his most recent one had him going 61st overall, um, which would be incredible. Um, I think more reasonably we're looking probably more like the tail end of the third or the fourth round for where St. Juice might end up. Um, but he's been he's been mocked to several teams he interviewed with at, at the Senior Bowl, whether it be uh, the Steelers, the 49ers. Um, I know I saw both uh, Carolina and the and the Patriots uh, have been he's been mocked to. Um, you know I've been I've been re- working on the on the draft preview article that should be coming out uh, here you know before the draft. But you know for for St. Juice to be successful, I mean he's He's going to have to play that boundary corner. I mean, he's got NFL size. That's that's no doubt. 6'3", 202. I mean, that's what NFL scouts look at and just start drooling because he's got the size to cover the 6'5", 6'6", type receivers that you see on the boundaries in the NFL. Um, the biggest thing he's going to have to work on is his technique, footwork. You know, that's where he's lacking, but that's all, that's all teachable. Size isn't. Um, so, you know, just from that potential aspect, you know, he's, he's going to probably get picked a round or two higher than you saw, you know, say Chris Williamson or some of the guys last year who, um, you know, may be a more refined technique wise, but just doesn't have that prototypical NFL size. Um, but, but realistically, St. Juice is going to go to a team that either plays a lot of press coverage because that's where he sort of excels with his body size, being able to jam receivers at the line, or, or teams that can play a little bit of a zone because St. Juice can drop back into a zone and can and can counter and uh, close pretty quick on, on passes and things like that. Um, you know, the thing he's not going to be, he's not going to be that ball-hawking corner. St. Juice didn't have an interception his entire collegiate career, um, which sort of surprised me. I thought he had at least one, but he didn't. Um, you know, he doesn't really have great, great hands. He, he can, he can get in there and knock that ball away. Use his really long wingspan, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to break on a route and, uh, you know, cut off a route and, and take a pick six to the house. So, you know, that cuts out, you know, probably half the teams in the league right there who he's just not going to be a great technique fit with. So, um, but I, I think, you know, hopefully best case scenario, we're looking at St. Juice probably going realistically, you know, end of the third round, I think I think our best chance is probably mid-fourth round is when I would expect him to go off the board. Um, but yeah, like we said, there, there aren't any undrafted free agents. Uh, everybody who would potentially have fallen into that class has come back for, for a fifth year or a sixth year. They're all on the roster right now. We'll see them all as we segue to it. On, uh, on Saturday at the, at the spring game, they're all still wearing the maroon and gold. Um, but, you know, to go along with that, that may mean next year, 
we might see a huge potential go for draft class. Um, I mean, you're looking at the entire offensive line leaving, of which, um, you know, Blaze Andrews has a shot. Uh, you know, I would say John Michael Schmitz has a shot. Daniel Falalele, if he comes back from his from his year off, has a shot to get drafted. Um, you're looking at Coney Durr, who's got a chance. You know, um, Tanner Morgan, obviously, Mohamed Ibrahim with potentials to, if they have another great year this year, to, to sneak into the into the draft. So uh, it could be the biggest draft class in, in Gopher history, uh, potentially next year. But, um, you know, this year you'll be two and done. Uh, there, there's no doubt both will get drafted. You don't have to worry about, you know, watching to the seventh round, waiting to see whether they're going to go or not. They definitely both will both get drafted, and um, it'll be a nice and tidy uh, event for the Gophers. Yeah, that will be interesting next year. I wonder, you know, how that's going to work with everybody else. Because I'm, you know, the Gophers aren't going to be the only ones who had UDFA caliber guys who decided to come back versus uh, head out to the league or attempt to head out to the league. So yeah, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, you alluded to it though, Andy. Spring game is Saturday. Um, as our uh, made up weather experts, uh, what do you foresee for? Uh, both the quality of the conditions and uh, just what you're hoping to see generally from the Gophers? Well, for the first time in, I guess, it'll be three years, it's finally going to be nice for a Minnesota spring game. I'm sure actually it probably would have been gorgeous last year had they been able to have one. Um, but, you know, that whole COVID thing happened, I guess. I remember something about it. I'm, I'm not really yeah, sure. the world sort of shut down or something. Yeah, but after getting postponed or delayed or snowed out or rained out, uh, the current forecast I saw for Saturday is 70 and sun. So uh, Minnesota finally will get their spring game they deserve at TCF Bank Stadium. Gorgeous weather. Um, and it'll be interesting to see exactly what we see and who we see. You know, obviously um, the media has only gotten access to one practice this spring. Um, they didn't get to see a ton. So... You know, how, how vanilla is it going to be? I mean, we all know with, with P.J. Fleck, it's going to be pretty damn vanilla. They're not going to be pulling out any, any crazy formations or anything like that. But, um, you know, who are we going to see? With with all the depth coming back, obviously, you know, um, we, we know what the starting offensive line can do. Um, we know what Tanner Morgan can do. We know what Mohamed Ibrahim can do. How much, how much action are those guys going to get as opposed to, you know, the, the guys that are really competing, whether it be for a potential starting spot or, or that second line who's got to get ready to step in. Um, you know, Minnesota arguably, in theory right now, has has a solid two-deep offensive line for the first time in I can't even tell you how long. I mean, Glenn Mason. I mean, probably. Mason. Probably. So, I mean, I would, I would assume that we're going to get a lot of action from that second team. Um, I'm not sure, you know, obviously I haven't seen the rosters come out. I'm not sure how the teams are split out. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see much Muhammad Ibrahim. He hasn't really been going through full practice this spring uh, due to Ramadan. He's been do, doing individual workouts and things like that. Um, but the other thing is, you know what Muhammad Ibrahim can do. Why? I mean, keep him off the field. Do not let anybody get within inches of tackling him, please. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see the you know the quarterback. Obviously. You know, Tanner Morgan will have his reps, but uh, I expect to see a lot of Zach Angstad. I expect to see a lot of Jacob Clark. I expect to see a lot of Cole Kramer. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we've got a, a glut at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, Daniel Jackson and Chris Hotman-Bell will get 
get their snaps to start, but it'll be interesting to see some of the guys we haven't seen. Um, you know, some of the some of the freshmen who haven't gotten. Uh, you know, can Michael Brown Stevens make an impressive impression and try and earn that third or fourth wide receiver spot? Uh, what are we going to see from the from you know some of the younger guys, the Jonathan Manns who who came in as a highly touted recruit, haven't has done much yet. Uh, obviously, our freshman class from last year, Douglas Emily and and things like that. Um, you know what are we going to see from the from the true freshmen who are in already? Um, you know I, I think uh, the the cornerback I'm blanking on his name. Um, Don't look to me. I, uh, my I brain mean, shut I, off when I I'll, sat there and tried yeah. to and forgot about last year's draft class. <laughs> uh, Wall, Wally, Justin Wally, Justin Justin Wally, the the true freshman. You know, uh, early enrollee who apparently, from everything that's been leaking out, has been looking insane at corner and arguably if he lives up to this potential has a chance to start as a true core a true freshman next fall because he's been better than pretty much everybody else this this camp except for coney dirt who obviously has a starting spot locked out um you know i it's going to be interesting to see those type of uh, player you know out on the field um but yeah i mean the fact that obviously this is the deepest team we've had in in ever uh or just due to you know all the players coming back, um, this is this is going to be the oldest Gopher team either ever or in some significant memory. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they look. Um, you know, if there's any any new wrinkles to anything like that, um, you've got sort of the the added gimmick of, of Ben Johnson and Lindsey Whalen being the unofficial coaches for for the two squads. Um, so I'm sure they'll they'll play that up quite a bit for the crowd. And, and that'll be the other interesting is the crowd. Remember, the Gophers, quote-unquote, sold 10,000 tickets to their spring game in two hours. Will there be 10,000 people in the stands on Saturday? Now, I think the chance of that is, is low, but will you get six? Will you get seven? Will you get eight? You know, or are you going to have a typical Minnesota, well, we've got other things to do, da-da-da-da-da, and you get 3,500 in there. Um, I hope that's not the case. I hope we get close to ten thousand. Um, but that that'd be fun. That'd be great. You know, I'll I'll be there. Uh, I got I got my ticket, so I'll be there, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, it'll be a, it'll be a gorgeous day, and uh, it'll be the first sort of you know small step towards feeling kind of normalcy as we get you know get into thinking about football in the fall. Uh, well, that's the other. That's the other thing I was thinking is that uh, you know the closer they get to ten, the better that you can evaluate certain aspects of what works, what doesn't. Obviously, it's not going to be quite as uh, uh, you know high. I wouldn't expect security to be you know running like a, a game day, but at the same or concessions, obviously, but uh, at the same time. Uh, you know, they can at least start to game plan out some details based on, you know, what they see. So another reason for everyone to show up, if you got tickets, go. Yeah, no, I mean, it should be, it should be good. Like I said, it'll be, it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous day and, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to, to see in person these guys back out on the field for the first time in, you know, well, realistically 18 months, you know, since, since January 1st of, uh, of 2020 so um yeah I, I just kind of memory hold all last year that didn't <laughs> yeah no it it uh it, it 
it, it I mean, let's be honest, it did, especially, you know, as you're realizing, as I, as I, again, we're doing some of the draft prep and looking and just, you know, St. Juice only played five games because he missed three games with COVID. Bateman obviously had this opt-out, opt-back, the opt-out thing. It was like, yeah, you know, it just, it just didn't feel like a real year. And it, it's, uh, it'll be nice to, to get some semblance of pretending to feel, feel normal again as we, uh, as we hopefully ramp up and, and everybody continues to do what they need to do this summer that we can get uh, full capacity in TCF come uh, September 3rd. All right. Uh, basketball update. I mean, this is kind of a quick one here. Uh, we're still waiting on the third assistant. Uh, there's been rumors that the uh, Texas A&M guy, you're going to have to help me with the name, uh, yeah, it looks like it's uh, Jamie McNeely. Jamie McNeely, remember, was, uh, yeah, he was the associate head coach at Texas A&M from Toronto, um, and he was rumored about three weeks ago to be the, the third assistant that the, that the Gophers weren't naming. Um, you know, again, nobody came out and straight said it, but it sounded like the delay was he was working through working through international background checks, things like that. Um, well, now apparently it was tweeted out earlier today that it sounds like he's now unlikely to join the, the Gophers staff. Um, but nobody has any any real, any more information on that. Was it something that came up in the background check? Was it the Gopher Compliance Department being the Gopher Compliance Department and finding something in his history that just wasn't going to work? Uh, did he have a change of heart? Who who knows? Either way, but um, but Minnesota still needs a third assistant coach, and now there's not really any any sort of crumbs as to where that direction might go. Um, you know, I think. Uh, I think the thing that was going to disappoint the fan base the most is, is that um, you know McNeely's uh, nephew was a was a four star recruit from Toronto who had, is in the transfer portal from Texas A and M. Um, he would have he would have fit in well on this roster, and then Texas A and M's leading scorer from a year ago is is a big bruising power forward, uh, also in the portal, and so there was some hope that maybe the Gophers could have. Uh, tried to pull those guys in if, if McNeely was going to join the staff. Uh, obviously, the chances of that happening now are, are, are pretty slim and gone. So uh, Ben Johnson's going to have to continue to figure out what he wants to do to fill out this roster because uh, there's there, still several holes that he needs to try and plug for, for next season. Yeah, speaking of holes, uh, we'll keep the good news train going. Uh, I'm not even going to bother worrying about the kid's name uh, because, one, he used to play for North Dakota, and, two, he's transferred to Iowa. Uh, but Minnesota lost out on the big man transfer. Uh, uh, that kid chose Iowa, so he is now dead to us. Um, go, you know, enjoy smelling pig shit. You cool. <laughs> uh, what do we have coming up for the Gopher basketball team? We have no idea. <laughs> Third assistant, we don't know. Who we're going to get from the transfer portal, if anyone else, we don't know. Recruiting stuff, we don't know. It's 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 uh, This is a weird transitional time. No, I... Uh, it, it really and, is. Yeah, I, just, I mean, it really is, and and I mean, it, it, the fan base isn't giving Johnson much leeway. I mean, obviously, we we lost with with Kelcher and and uh, Robbins transferring. There was some definite grumbling that you know he can't even win over his own guys, much less recruit. Um, and then the news came out earlier last week that uh, one of the six Minnesotans ranked in the top one twenty five ranking in the in the nation, Eli King from Caledonia, uh, he decided that he's going to go play basketball at Iowa State. Um, and so, you know, obviously he's, he's one of six and, and Minnesota probably wasn't going to have room for all six on the roster anyways. And, and who knows how much 
Ben Johnson got a fair shot at that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, you're already you're already losing one of the big six in-state recruits for the 2022 class, and so uh, it just makes it more important that Johnson doubles down and at least works to try and get bare minimum three, if not four, of these kids lined up. Because um, that, that was the thing. Everybody said he's going to bring all the top Minnesota kids in. And, and so, you know, again, I'm not going to fault him for King decided to go to Iowa State. He, he's, a, he's a Caledonia kid. He's a, he's a country kid. You know, he might have felt more comfortable in, in Ames than he did in Minneapolis. Um, but, you know, the, the, the King family in, in Caledonia is, is, a, is a big one. And, you know, he had one, uh, one brother, I think, ended up going to, to South Dakota State, and now Eli going to Iowa State. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just another thing that we'll have to watch as we go forward here. But uh, Ben Johnson definitely has his uh, work cut up from him as we continue to move forward. Uh, spring sports, we're only going to talk about softball. And we can't really talk about softball because Wisconsin got covid Stop getting COVID, Wisconsin. You're terrible. Yeah, the Gophers were supposed to be in a, playing in Madison this weekend. That now is not going to happen thanks to uh, COVID with the Badgers. Um, so Mifflin Block Party is not that important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody saw the pictures coming out of that, and you wonder why COVID's ramping up in Madison again, um, just just Google Mifflin Block Party 2021, and it, it, it's fairly obvious that uh, the Badger students have decided that COVID is over. Um, cause it looked like, uh, basically the heyday of the, uh, of the early two thousands from the, from the photos I saw. Um, but you know, uh, softball be nice to see if the Gophers can regroup. They, uh, they, you know, we, the last time we talked, they went down to Northwestern. Northwestern was ranked 23rd in the country or 21st, whatever. Uh, and Minnesota got a, at a four game sweep of the Wildcats and, and that jumped them into the rankings. Um, you know, the last two weeks they took three of four from Nebraska. They took three of four from Iowa, um, but they still haven't looked like the dominating team we've expected to see. I mean, um, Amber Pfizer was named one of the top 10 finalists for the Senior Class Award, um, which is given to, to the top one of the top senior players in the sport. She hasn't been at all the same level of a player that she's been the last couple of seasons. I'm not sure exactly what, what's going on there, but um, she, she definitely has not been the dominating ace that we've come to expect from her. Um, you know, the gopher offense, uh, will look great one game and then we'll look what feeble the next, um, this team is, is pretty inconsistent. So, I mean, uh, obviously they've got a huge series coming up, uh, against Michigan now that they, they get the extra week to prepare. Uh, the Wolverines are on top of the big 10 gophers are in second place. And that series is going to be uh, here in Minneapolis. So, um, you know, that series realistically probably will determine who wins the regular season title. Um, if Minnesota can can take three or four uh, from the Wolverines, that would be huge. But it's it's going to be a big one here in a week. Um, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. It's, it's, it's tough to tell, you know. Um, Speaking of, of senior class awards, um, you know, we forget we didn't get to mention it last weekend, but uh, Stephanie Samity, uh, the Gopher senior volleyball player, won the senior class award for uh, NCAA volleyball, named the, the best senior player in the country. Uh, she did not get national player of the year. That went to the setter for Kentucky uh, after Kentucky won the national championship. Um, so, you know, congratulations to her. But Samity was named a first-team All-American uh, she's now only the second four, uh, four time all American in program history after, uh, Samantha Seeliger Swenson was, uh, 
so yeah, it's it's a pretty impressive uh, four year career for her. her. Um, you know, we haven't heard any news on on whether um, any of the volleyball players will be will be allowed to come back. Um, you know, I did see Reagan Pittman uh, was saying uh, over social media that she's she's moving on to to she's leaving school, so that's not a surprise. I would assume Samity will be as well, but. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty impressive four-year run for her, and uh, you know, obviously Minnesota is, is reloaded with their freshman class this year. They're bringing in some more size next year, and uh, hopefully, they can shake off that uh, that Sweet Sixteen choke job that they've done now two of the last three years, and and try and figure something out. Really bringing it home on a positive note, Andy. Uh, I mean, it it it's. It, it's it's Minnesota sports. I mean, hey, between it could be worse. Could be the twins. It could be the twins, and like I said, we we've sworn off talking about the uh, the Gopher baseball team on this podcast, and and just just close close your eyes if you look at any of the box scores <laughs> with this team. I mean, it it's been uh, it's been a rough one. It's been a rough oh, spring. It, it it I mean it it's real bad, real real bad. All right, friends. Uh, you know. We all want football to happen, so this would be my time to plug. Go get your damn vaccination. If you have not taken a shot in the arm, do it. They're free. You will not die, get sick, grow horns. Just go get your vaccination, and we can all go to football games. It's a very simple translation here. So please do that. And not just for football. For your own safety, for the safety of others, please let the miracle of modern science protect you and those that you love. And also give us football in person. I want to go to the Ohio State game. On that note, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, row the boat. Go Gophers, row the boat.